this is um, this is quite a time in our history and in our nation. Um, what we've experienced this week in Uvalde, Texas, is touching all of America right now. It's touching every life, every heart, and the the atmosphere of our nation is absolutely permeated with grief and permeated on a high level with convictions, a lot of wrestling convictions. And this is, a, this is an intense time for all of us. I've had so many call um, and on the phone, even with many of you in this room, I've been on the phone with many leaders and many pastors throughout our nation experiencing right now in our country, but I'm watching like you and I'm praying, but I'm doing something specifically and I want to preach towards this and to this tonight as I'm guarding my heart. And I want to encourage you tonight. I want to bring a pastoral word to you tonight. But I want to preach to this purpose and that is the purpose of protecting, keeping, and guarding our heart in this hour as believers. Amen. Amen. Lord, as we take to your word again, we just thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Flow through the house tonight and feed us in Jesus' name. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, above all else, guard your heart or keep your heart for everything you do flows from it. Isn't that powerful? The most important thing you're going to guard in your life, the most important thing you're going to keep in your entire life is your heart. Be diligent to steward your heart. Watch over your heart. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 and in verse 4, it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Verse 4 says, There is a time to weep, there's a time to laugh, and there's a time to mourn, and there's a time to dance. Aren't you thankful for all of those? I like to dance before the Lord. I like to laugh before the Lord. How many of you enjoy laughing? That's right. But there's also a time to mourn. There's also a time to weep. There's also a time to mourn with those who mourn. I, um, like you, I have been spending most of my days this week praying for these families and interceding for these families in Uvalde. I've been praying for them as they are in preparation, even right now, for honoring and memorializing their children. And I can't even imagine that. It's just unbearable to think about what they're having to do at this time in their life and planning to honor and celebrate their precious kids. Our kids are everything to us. Amen? Our kids are everything. But this is a time to weep. It is a time to mourn. Jesus warned us about something in Matthew chapter 24 in verse 12. And I want, you, I want to encourage you guys, take some notes tonight. Because I have some specific, I believe, specific keys from the Lord tonight. They're very simple. And again, I believe this is going to apply to every seasoned believer in this house. But it's going to apply to every individual and believer who's may, maybe you've been walking with the Lord maybe just a few years or a few months this is key to your, your victory. But Jesus said in Matthew 24 and verse 12, he said, because lawlessness will abound, the, the love of many will grow cold. This is, a, this is a caution from Jesus. Lawlessness is abounding in the land throughout our nation. 
And the warning is this, do not allow your heart to grow cold. Remember, guard your heart. Keep your heart with all diligence. As you look across the landscape of what is unfolding in our nation, dear friend, I'm telling you, please, I implore you in the name of the Lord, guard your heart. Guard your spirit. Amen? When I read this, when I read about what Jesus said, he says, because of the of lawlessness abounding, the love of many will grow cold. I always pray this over my heart. Lord, I just declare that my heart will never grow cold for, for you or for my generation. That, Lord, you will keep my heart burning. You will keep my heart burning for you. You will keep my heart burning for people. You will keep my heart burning for our generation. Can you say amen tonight? Amen. At some point in time, people are going to find you. People are going to seek you out, and they're going to ask you. They're not just asking Brian. They're going to seek you out, and they're going to be asking you, where is God in all of this? They're going to seek you out. They're your neighbors. They're your friends. They're your coworkers. Where is God in all of this tragedy? Where is God when tragedy strikes? And when they find you and when they ask and wherever you are, we have to be prepared to respond in the love of the Father. We have to be ready to respond in the graciousness and the love of God. We've got to be able to represent the Father well. Amen? I want to say that again. We've got to be able to represent the Father well. One of the things that I really struggle with is when the church misrepresents the Father. I am thankful that Jesus perfectly represented the Father so, so immaculately that he said, he had the audacity to say, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. I'm in the Father, and the Father is in me. People are going to seek you out. My prayer is that when they find you, the love of the Father pours out of you. The grace and the goodness of God and the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God begins to flow out of you to be able to communicate effectively, where is God in the midst of all of these tragedies that are happening? And, and I think we all understand, it is increasing. Psalm 34 and verse 18, very familiar passage, it says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Once again, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. I believe many of you in this room can testify that that is true, that the Lord rescued you and the Lord saved you. Everyone in here has miracle testimonies of how the Lord literally came into your realm of darkness and he put his loving arms around you. He saved you and brought you out from despair. Can you say amen tonight? It's all over this room. There are miracles all over this room. They're, they're within the reservoir of everyone's spirit sitting in this room, how they've encountered Christ and what the Lord did to bring them freedom and liberty. Second Corinthians tonight, I want to remind you in chapter 1 who our Father is. He is perfect in every way. And Paul writes this, 2 Corinthians, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of of all comfort, who comforts us in all, say all tonight, all our tribulation, 
that we might be able to comfort those who are in any trouble. That means whatever kind of trouble, ladies and gentlemen. That God would give you the ability to comfort others in any kind of trouble or situation with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted from God. I don't want us to miss this tonight that our Father is the Father of mercies. That is one of the most beautiful descriptions of our God, of our Father. He's the Father of mercies. Remember what Jesus said. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, he said, here, here was our commission. He said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you've received. Now go and freely give. Now Paul says it like this. If you've received comfort from the Lord, then you're able to give away comfort. And I've said this so often here at Victory, and I'm going to continue to say it. You learn how to give by receiving. You learn how to give by receiving. The way that you're able to give comfort is by first receiving comfort from the Lord. You're able to love others well when you've been loved from the Lord. You're able to be gracious to others when you've received the bounty of God's grace over your life. Amen? You're able to release forgiveness to others when you recognize how deeply the Lord has forgiven us of our sins. Amen? You learn how to give power by first receiving power. And how does all of this come? We know this doesn't come just because you come up and someone prayed for you for 20 minutes. This comes by quality time with the Lord himself. This is why it's so important as everything is overturning and is in an upheaval right now that we're spending quality time with the Lord and we are drinking in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. So that way, in turn, we can give comfort away. You learn how to give by receiving. You can't give away what you don't have. Amen? Are you with me tonight? He's the God of all comfort. Where is God when tragedy strikes? They're going to ask you, not just me, my, not my phone just ringing, but they're going to find you. Here's what I want to give you tonight. What is God speaking to us right now? And I'm going to give you six things that I believe that God is saying. And, of course, this is not the completion of the list, right? Or we'd be here till the sun comes up tomorrow morning. But I, I believe I want to give you six things that I know that God is saying, and this is going to resonate in your spirit. I know God's already speaking this to you. Number one, I want you to write this down tonight. God is speaking and he's saying that I am with you, and I'm right in your midst. Write it down tonight. I'm with you. I'm right in your midst. I had no idea what, what you guys were going to release, Cody, in the house tonight concerning even singing Emmanuel. But Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23, it says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and his name shall be Emmanuel, which translated, what does it mean? It means God with us. God is saying, I am with you. Jesus means what? It means the one who saves. But Emmanuel means God with us, God with us. God never forsakes us. God never turns away from us. God never runs away from us. When, when it's, it's amazing people think that God is just with them when life is grand. 
But then when life is really low and, and life is very turbulent and life is very difficult and the marriage is very difficult or the, you go through the divorce, all of a sudden, suddenly, where, where is God? Right? God is the one who is running to us all the time. He is always running after us, chasing after us in his love, in his loving kindness, in his loving mercies. He's the one who goes into the fire with us. I'm going to speak that again over you. He's the one who goes into the fire for you and with you. Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego could preach tonight to us very well. He's the one who, he didn't run away when they were brought into the fire. He was the one that stepped into the midst of the fire with them. God will step into the middle of your mess. God will step into your trial. He will step into your difficulty. He will step into your court case. He will step into your family stuff. He will step into generational malfunction. He's not running away from it. And he's not even afraid of your mess. He's not afraid of it. He's the God that comes for us. He's the God that is with us. He's Emmanuel. He's saying, I'm with you. What is God saying to the world right now? What is he saying to the church? What is he saying to the bride? I am with you. I am with you. First and foremost, did you grab that? Thank you, Lord. I want to encourage you tonight to go by the truth that God is with you. Because many times you're not going to feel like God is with you. How many of you know that your feelings are fickle? How many of you know that? How many of you know that your feelings are not always accurate? <laughs> your feelings can say to you, God is distant. Your feelings can tell you, God is not with you, God is not there. Your feelings can tell you, you've been abandoned, you've been betrayed, you've been left, but yet it's fickle. We have to get to anchor our lives in this truth. It is a revelation. You've heard me say so many times, revelation is what actually gives you authority in your life. It's revelation that establishes authority. It's not enough to know that his name means God with us. You have to know that. You, you have to be anchored in your spirit, man. Deep within you, you've got to know it. You've got to know that truth because your feelings, you're going to get to places, and you already have. You're going to get to places and times in your life where your feelings are going to be telling you, preaching to you a different story. And that's when you've got to take authority and dismiss your feelings and be anchored in the truth to know God is with me. God will never leave me. My God will never forsake me. My God is with me. My God is causing me to triumph. My God will see me through this. My God will hold me. My God will hold my family. He's faithful to you. He's faithful to you. He's true to you. Jesus says, I call you friends. That's a powerful word. I love friends. How many of you love friends? Proverbs chapter 18 talks about a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And that's Jesus. He says, I'm not just calling you servants. I'm, I'm calling you friends. And there's something about best friends. 
Some friends will not see it through for you. But then there's friends that stick closer than a brother. And they'll stick with you. They'll be faithful to you when it's really turbulent, when it's really intense. And those friends will stick with you and say, I've got you. I'm with you. I've got your back. I'm talking tonight about the ultimate friend, the Lord Jesus, who promised, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Listen to this. This is the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 8. We're going to meander our way really good through Romans 8 tonight, too. He says in verse 35, he says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? What a question. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? For it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long, and we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Verse 37, Yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded... That neither death nor life nor angels or principalities or powers or things that are present or things that are to come nor height or depth or any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Take hold of that promise tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Whatever kind of turbulence, whatever kind of thing you may be facing or that you're soon to face because tragedy touches every one of our lives. As I've been praying for Uvalde, Texas, this could have happened right here in Sarasota, Florida. This is why we prayer walk our city. This is why we pray over our city and we declare that the enemy will never be able to touch our schools or our children or our churches. Come on, are you with me? He says, no matter what happens, I'm convinced, and you got to know this, nothing's going to be able to sift you out of his hands. The Lord has you in his grip. He's saying tonight, I'm with you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a satanic war. This is not some just political warfare. This is satanic warfare that we are engaged in. This is true spiritual warfare that we're engaged in for the heart and soul of America right now. It's where we're at. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5, he says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. But you've got to know that tonight as truth. Not relying on your feelings. Are you with me tonight? What is God speaking to us? Number two, I want you to write this down. What is God speaking to us in this hour? What is he saying? He's saying love people. He's saying love people. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 through 45. You've heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, this is Jesus, obviously. But I say to you, love your enemies. Wow. Does Jesus still mess with you? I got to know. I'm not alone in the house tonight, am I? He said, I want you to love your enemies, and I want you to bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Wow. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the un.
just. I know this is so fundamental, but remember the warning of Jesus. Lawlessness will abound in these last days at such an increase in a level that the love of many, their hearts will begin to grow cold. You know, no one's exempt from this. I'm talking about people that stand behind this too. Yeah. Nobody's exempt from it. Life comes at everybody really fast. Life is intense right now. Adversity is very intense right now. Pastoral ministry, shepherding, whatever five-fold gift, it is intense. Ladies and gentlemen, it is intense right now. Jesus said the love of many will grow cold. What is God saying to us in this hour? Number one, he's saying, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm in the midst of you. Number two, he's saying, keep on loving people. Even when it's difficult. Even when it's really challenging. Keep on loving people. Love those who persecute you. Bless those who persecute you. Bless those who spitefully use you. You know, what Jesus is saying is pretty radical. Does it, does it ever rub you the wrong way? I got to know. Am I rubbing you the wrong way? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. What is God speaking to us? Number three, he's saying hate evil. Write it down tonight, hate evil. This is demonic violence in America. And I, I got to tell you, folks, I refuse to just say that this is the new normal of America. I refuse it. This is not, this is not our new normal. Hebrews chapter no, uh, 1 and verse 9, speaking of Jesus, very familiar passage. It says, speaking of Jesus, it says, For you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness supreme above all of your companions. That's powerful. Jesus loved righteousness, yet he hated lawlessness. What am I saying to you tonight? We are commanded to hate evil. We are commanded to love people. We are commanded to hate evil. It's amazing today, people are so backwards and intimidated and afraid to even call out evil or say that someone is just flat out evil. Oh, they're just misunderstood. No, they're evil. <laughs> Help me, Lord. <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 9, it says, Let your love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Let me read it to you out of the New Living Translation. It says, Don't just pretend to love others. Right? No hypocrisy. Don't just pretend to love others. Watch what he goes on. He says, really love them. Hate what is wrong. In other words, call out evil. Call out evil for what it really is. You stand as a man or a woman of God for righteousness. You love people, but you call the evil out for what it is. The church can no longer, I know I'm still beating the same drum as your leader, but I'm telling you, the church cannot afford to be silent in this hour. You've got to speak. You've got to become a mouthpiece. You've got to become the voice of God. You've got to go beyond just getting a touch from God. You need a torch from God set inside you that is burning in His presence. 
out of the secret place of being with God that compels you to be a voice and rise up and say, that is evil, and that is what God blesses. That is evil. Let's cling to what is good. That is evil. Let's set ourselves apart from that. Let's let our children have nothing to do with that. Let's go this way in the way of righteousness. Are you with me tonight? What is God saying? He's speaking to us in this hour. Dear friend of God, you are a friend of God. Hate evil. Hate evil. What is God speaking to us? Number four, I want you to write this down. Release your anger. Number four, release your anger. What is God saying? God says, I'm in the midst. I'm in the midst. I am with you. Right? I'm for you. I want you to love people. I want you to hate evil. Number four, I want you to release your anger. Wow. You know, as Christians, we are called to live at a higher and grander, different standard. It's the standard of the word of the Lord. This has to be our final authority. It can be nothing else. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for theirs is the kingdom. Blessed are the peacemakers. He didn't say blessed are the peacekeepers. There's a whole difference between being a peacekeeper and being a peacemaker. When you step into becoming a peacemaker, it gets really intense and it gets really messy. And that's okay because right now that's exactly where God wants his church. He wants his church right in the middle of the mess being a voice and saying, walk in the way of righteousness and flee from that which is evil. It's where he wants us. I'm going to say it again. Release your anger. Release your anger. You've got to be very careful about anger. Am I the only one that deals with this? That's what I thought. Three of you in the house. Praise God. I'm not. <laughs> James chapter 1 and verse 20. Listen to these words. He says, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. I'm going to read it to you out of the New Living Translation. It says, human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. See, you've got to be very careful about anger because it will lead you into points of your old man and the flesh. We are a new man in Christ Jesus. You're a new man. You're a new woman in Christ. You put on the new man. But I want to I give you a warning about anger because it can make you rotten to the core. Are you listening to me tonight? Ephesians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul writes, it's like, writes it like this. He says, in your anger, do not sin. Why? Because if you do, it'll give place to the devil. Are you seeing that? I had an experience two weeks ago. Um, this individual had left their dog purposely off of their chain. And their dog is very intense. And as soon as that dog saw me, that dog came after me and attacked me. And I thank God for a bottle of water and that I had my boots on so I could kick it really good time and again. And God's angels. Hallelujah. I just want to give credit to God's angels to, today. I had this beast of a dog attack me. I mean, it was intense. And I, had, I was shoving that bottle of water down its throat and into its teeth and kicking it with all of my might. 
while its owner was yelling at me and yelling at the dog. And, and I got to tell you, Preacher Man Gibbs had a few things to say to that dog <laughs> owner. I was on fire. <laughs> I was on fire. I was lit. The hair was up even higher. <laughs> and I'm kidding. I am due for a haircut, Jill. And, and she says, amen, amen. I was, I was lit. I was on fire. I had some choice things to say to that individual. I did not sin, however. The scripture says, in your anger, do not sin. You've got to be very careful about anger. You've got to watch it. What is the Lord saying to us right now? He's saying, release your anger. Release your anger. Man, this is... Um, this is an important point because the atmosphere of America is so intense. There is such a, a hostility that is coming out of people on all levels that we've never really seen before. Guns are coming out of everywhere, out of people that are demonized. Everywhere. Um, and, and at this time, we've got to stand very alert. We've got, to, we've got to stand as a watchman and have our spiritual eyes and our natural eyes wide open, understanding the days are evil. Are you with me? Anger can make you rotten on the inside, or anger can literally poison you. That's why he said... He said, in your anger, do not sin. Why do you say that? He says, verse 27, anger gives a foothold to the devil. That's the New Living Translation. Anger gives a foothold to the devil. Do you know in life, I think we all really understand this, you're going to keep on getting bit in life. But just because you're bitten doesn't mean you have to be poisoned. There's a difference. Remember when Paul was bitten on the island of Malta? I mean, if anyone has had a bad day, You've already been shipwrecked. You've shipwrecked. You swam into the island. You're building a fire. A viper comes out and fastens on your hand or your arm. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, that dude is cursed. Back up because he's a mess. I mean, they just watched him <laughs> out of a shipwreck. He swam in, and now a viper fast, fastens upon him. I mean, you, you've had a bad day, right? But Paul just went like this, and he just shook it off. He shook it off into the fire. Here's what I want to say to you tonight. You're, you're going to be bit in life, but you don't have to be poisoned. You have to shake these things off, and you have to get with the Lord, and you have to deal with your feelings and deal with your emotions and deal with your anger. I, I, I was in so many different conversations with many people this week, and, and even many leaders that are dealing with the intensity of incredible, overwhelming grief. We have all cried rivers of tears. I understand. We have cried rivers of tears for our nation this week. But there's also deep pain that comes and releases anger. God is saying to us, I am with you. God is saying to us, Love people. God is saying to us, hate evil. God is saying to us, release your anger to me. You've got to be very careful, ladies and gentlemen. The devil, the devil would love to leverage your anger against you. Don't let him into your life. Don't let him into your marriage. 
don't let him into your house. That's why he said, don't go to sleep. Paul writes, don't go to rest. Don't go to sleep until you have done with this. Make sure the atmosphere of your house is clean. Deal with the atmosphere. Deal with your feelings. This is real stuff. Are we, are we all okay? This is real. What is God saying to us? What is God speaking this hour? Number five, he's saying pray. Now, this is a, this is a reality check. If we, just, if we just added up all the time that we listened to news this week, talk radio, social media, podcast, all the time we spent talking to friends about what is going on in our nation, and we put that juxtaposed to how much we have spent in intercession and prayer for our nation, I think every one of us would have to say, Lord, please forgive me for that. Like never before, the Holy Spirit is saying, I need you to pray. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, repent and turn from their wicked ways, then shall I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. I say this all the time. God is such an awesome God that he excels. He loves to forgive sin that he loves when people repent he loves to forgive sin but he also loves to heal nations he loves to heal a city he loves to heal the land God is calling us to pray ladies and gentlemen God is calling us to a deeper place of prayer a, a deeper place of consecration a deeper place of commitment to the place of prayer. Guys, if there's ever been a time to develop deeper your, your inner life, your inner life with the Lord, it is now. It is imperative now. It's, it's amazing. Many people are attack, attacking prayer. Many people are mocking prayer in this hour. You're seeing that everywhere. I was just watching the news the, the other day, and they were just saying, well, our thoughts are with you. They, they didn't even say, well, our thoughts are prayers. Nobody... I, I dream of that day when I just see that on the media. Let's stop and pray right now. Let's stop and intercede. Let's stop and pray for people to, you know, take off their hats and get low right there on the media. Let's get low before God. Let's lift our nation before the Lord and begin to pray right on, right on air. How many of you long for that? I long for that. I long for that. And I just submit to you tonight that maybe the chaos, I mean, just maybe the chaos that we're in as a nation is literally because of the lack of prayer. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, and I love this about the Holy Spirit. God comes when we pray. Say that tonight. God comes when we pray. Say it again. God comes when we pray. Listen to this. Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation first and then the New King James. It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed with words. Catch that. New, New King James Version says it like this. Likewise, this, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Guttered. Guys, the infilling, oh, 
the infilling and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and with fire is imperative for everyday life. We all understand, we get to a place, we, we grapple with words, we grapple with where to even to go in prayer. We don't always know uh, how we ought to pray. We, we don't have human articulation for this. We don't have words for it. But the Spirit of God is the one who begins to intercede through us and for us with groans that can't even be expressed with human language. Don't you love the Holy Spirit? I lean on Him every day. Pray in the Spirit more. I want to encourage you. Pray in the Spirit more. Pray for a fresh baptism of fire. Pray every day. Jude 1.20 says if, you, if you'll pray in the Spirit, you will literally build up your inner man. You will build your spirit man as you pray in the Spirit. When you pray in the Spirit, what happens? It does this. It ignites prophetic vision. When, literally, when you pray in the Spirit, you get prophetic unctions from God. As you just spend quality time and pray in the Spirit and pray in the Spirit, prophetic unction starts coming to you. Divine inspiration begins to come to you the more that you pray in the Spirit. If you'll pray in the Spirit, it will ignite the wisdom of God within you. It will literally set the Word of God on fire within your spirit, man, and suddenly the wisdom of God will be released through your lips. They're going to come and find you. Where is God in all of this? You need the wisdom of God that's in you set on fire. Pray in the Spirit. Come on, are you with me? Pray in the Spirit. Church, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. When you pray in the Spirit, what will it do? It will ignite God's ideas inside of your heart and mind. When you pray in the Spirit, it will actually bring direction to you. If you're lacking wisdom on which way to go, if I'm to stand still, if I'm to move forward, if I'm to back up, if, Lord, if I need a course correction, you need to spend quality time just praying in the Spirit. I encourage you when you're in your car traveling, I, I, I do it every day of my life. I'm traveling in my vehicle, and I'm just singing unto the Lord a new song. I'm singing in the Spirit. I'm praying in the Spirit. And what happens is, is when I'm praying in the Spirit, the Lord just starts bringing people's faces right up before me. And then I just begin to start declaring the word of the Lord over them. He brings your faces right before me. And I just start declaring the goodness of God over your lives and over your marriage and over your dreams and over your finances. And then sometimes God gives me specific keys just to begin to release and speak and pray over you. How's it happen? It comes by praying in the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you what. I love that. I thank God I am baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. And I'm always praying for a fresh baptism. Guys, pray in the Spirit. What is the Lord saying to us? Pray. Pray. The Apostle Paul says it in Ephesians 6 and 18. He says, pray in always with all prayer and supplication. How? In the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Being watchful to this end in all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Praying always. Praying always. David said it like this in Psalm 109, verse 4. He says, literally, I, in my life, I have become prayer, or I am prayer. 
I have become prayer. He's saying that my communion with God is so sweet. My friendship with God is so sweet that my life has become a burning furnace of prayer. I'm always in fellowship. That's what he's saying. I'm always in communion. I'm always in fellowship with the Lord in such a way that I'm unbroken in prayer. We've talked about when we're, when we're fasting, when, when our lips aren't even moving, when we're not even praying. Our body is literally groaning out in fasting. Our, our fasting is literally doing the praying for us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what the Lord's saying? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 and 18, the Apostle Paul writes again. He says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. There it is again. And everything, give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. What is it? What's he saying? Be ever burning. Be ever burning. Be continual. Praying in the Spirit. More than ever, America is counting on the ecclesia to move in the Spirit. To move in the power of the Spirit. To move in the wisdom of God. My friend, pray in the Spirit. Philippians chapter 4, we know it so well. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses or transcends all understanding, what will it do? It will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is my final point tonight. What is God saying to us? God is saying, guard your heart. And I've pre I'm preaching to this main point tonight. What is God saying? God is saying, I'm with you. God is saying hate evil. God is saying love people. God is saying release your anger. God is saying pray. Bless and not curse. God is saying this, guard your heart. I want you to write it down tonight. Again, there, this atmosphere of our country, it is so permeated with grief. And it seems to me, and I, I think you might agree, the political spirit is hijacking everything. It's, it's just unbelievable. The political spirit that is hijacking every narrative and twisting it into something that is not even reality. But the Holy Spirit, the more you pray in the Spirit, the more discerning you're going to get. The more you pray in the Spirit, the Lord's going to give you eagle vision to cut through the midnight hour. The, the Holy Spirit, it's like <laughs> the Lord will give you the eyes of fire. If you'll look into his burning eyes of fire, the Lord will make your eyes burn with fire. You'll be able to burn through this darkness and this wickedness. You'll be praying in the Spirit and you'll discern, no, this is the truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This atmosphere. And we don't have to be subject to this atmosphere, do we? That's right. We don't have to be subject to it. God has raised us up and seated us in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Come on, church. Jesus said, I'm giving you the spirit of truth. And when he comes, he's going to speak to you. He's going to lead you into all truth. He's going to say exactly what I'm Giving and saying unto you. The more you pray in the Spirit, the more that you're in that place of prayer, but also guarding your heart. And this is where we started. If you guard your heart, 
Everything that flows out of your life depends on what you do with your heart. I want to say to you like this, steward your heart. You may want to write that down. These are things I say over myself all the time. Steward your heart, Brian. Steward your thoughts. Steward your walk. Steward your family. Steward your finances. Are you with me? You got to steward your heart. You got to guard over your heart. Watch over your heart. Your heart has to be continually, oh, church, I pray you hear this right now. Your heart has to be tenderized and kept soft by the Holy Spirit. Because the warning of Jesus is you can get calloused in these last days. I don't want any of this men, any, any of the men in our church to be calloused. I don't want any men in our church to be hard-hearted. I want them to be mighty warriors, but gentle in spirit. And their heart is so soft and tenderized to the Lord because they've been with the Lord. They're walking in the wisdom of God. They're nurturing themselves in the spirit. They're eating the word. They're saying the word. They're praying in the spirit. God is keeping their heart tenderized. You got to release the anger. You got to pull the plug and let the tub drain out. This word's for everybody. And I'm preaching what I'm living. I had to go to the Lord this week with some intense feelings. Intense feelings. I want to remind you of this tonight. Your heart belongs to the Lord. Your heart belongs to the Lord. So guard your heart. I want to remind you of this tonight. Do not allow your heart to be polluted with poisons. Do not allow your heart to be polluted with toxins and poisons. Take inventory of what's going on in your heart. Again, anger will make you rotten. Anger will begin to cause you to stink. I think we're getting this tonight. This is really simple, isn't it? But it just gets down to the marrow of the bones, who we really are. My friend, guard your heart. What is God saying to us in this hour? He's saying, I'm with you. I'm really with you. I'm in the midst of the struggle. I'm in the midst of the difficulty. You, there, isn't anything, oh, there isn't anything going on in your life that the throne of God isn't set right over. There isn't anything going on in your life or your world that would actually surprise God. He knows it all. He knows it all. And he also cares about our affections and, and the intensity of our affections and our feelings and our emotions and our heart all at the same time. He knows us better than anyone. He's our God. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm with you. He's saying, hate evil. Stand your ground, soldier. Stand your ground. Hate evil. But love people. Release your anger. Pray. Guard your heart. Amen. This is what I want to pray over us tonight before we receive our offering and do a few things. We're going to open up the altars to pray for folks tonight. This is what I've been praying. 
God, I want to experience you in such a way. I want to experience your burning love for my generation right now more than ever. I want the Lord to light my heart on fire for my generation because I want to burn through this night. I don't want to be the man that loses hope. I want to be the man who's carrying faith. I want you to be the woman of God who's carrying hope in this hour. God, light our hearts on fire for our generation. Light our hearts on fire for this generation. God, light our hearts on fire for the children of the United States of America, God. Light our hearts on fire, God, for our cities. God, that you would come and you would transform our city. God, that you have said that you will raise Sarasota up to be a city of refuge. You said, I will make you a city of refuge. I will make you a city of peace. Lord, may we be a burning, burning community. God, may we be a, a community that is burning pure and burning bright. A, a community that is clean and white before you. Lord, a community that you can set your glory and your fire upon us. Lord, that many will come. Many will come from the near and from the far to encounter you in this hour, O oh God. I say it in Jesus' name. I want you to take a hand tonight. and I want to <clears throat> pray for the families tonight. I, I don't want to miss this opportunity for Valde, Texas. While we are sitting in this room, there are memorial services that are happening right now for these children. Oh, God. Lord. <laughs> Lord, there, are, there is an ocean of grace that is pouring out of your heart right now. Oceans and oceans of grace coming wave upon wave over the city and over these families, over fathers, over fathers, over mothers, father, over brothers, over sisters and aunts and uncles and grandfathers and grandmothers, oh God. We speak and declare oceans of grace, God. The beauty of your grace, the, the, the beauty of your presence, Lord, that you will release your healing virtue to these individuals and to these families, oh God. You are present even now, God. You are there in the midst of this tragedy. And we speak your healing power to be released, oh God. We speak grace upon grace upon grace. Pray, Lord, with the family of God tonight for the releasing of your heavenly angels, your ministering angels, Lord, around these families. I speak, Lord, over ministries and pastors, Lord, in that city, in that region, Lord, that you will anoint them with a double portion 
a double portion of grace, a double portion of wisdom, a, a, a double portion of sensitivity, of love. God made, their, made literally their touch be permeated with the love of God. Their words would be so sweet and timely. Their words would be filled with wisdom, God. And the anointing of the Holy Ghost will flow. We speak healing and deliverance, God, from this pain and this affliction. We speak, God, a supernatural move of the Spirit upon the city. We declare it over Buffalo, New York tonight, God. Oh, Jesus, we declare it, God, over our nation. Oh, God, deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. God, show your mercy and grace. Show your mighty power, O oh Lord. Yes, church. Yes, church. Go ahead. Just pray in the spirit now. Pray in the spirit. We pray a blessing tonight over the children of America, Lord, that fathers will arise, that mothers will arise, Lord, that watchmen will arise, that teachers and mentors will arise, coaches will arise, God. That we will step into our place, Lord, of being a watchman to teach, to, to guard to guard, to watch over the preciousness of every soul of our land, every precious child, God. God, whether they're in the womb right now or they're out of the womb, we pray it, God. Raise up the protectors and the avengers of what is evil. Raise up godly, powerful leaders, O oh God. I thank you, Father, that you are laying your heart upon us for America and the nations of the world. I thank you that you desire to share your feelings with us, Lord. Your heart with us, Lord. Lord, we speak. We speak awakening to America. Awakening to the hearts of men and women. We speak a revival of, a pure revival of the Spirit of God upon this land. 
ask that you would heal our land tonight, Lord. Would you just pray that with me, that God would heal America? Pray it tonight, that God would heal our land. He would forgive our sins. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What is God saying to you? I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm in your midst. He's saying love people. Hate evil. Release your anger. Pray. Pray in the spirit and guard your heart. Amen. Amen. Praise our God. I'd like our ushers to come tonight. Let's serve the people. Those of you that may need an offering envelope this evening, you can raise your hands high so that we can serve you. Of course, you can go right to your app. You can give online tonight. But if you need an offering envelope, lift your hand high so we can serve you. Those of you online, thank you so much for your faithfulness of giving. Those of you in the house, thank you. Thank you for honoring the Lord in your giving. Man, thank you, Lord. Well, we're family tonight. We are home turf family in this house, and it is good to be together. I've been looking forward to tonight. This has been a very intense week, hasn't it? It really has. I've been looking forward to tonight and being with our family. And the people of God. Church, I love you. My wife and I love you. We praise God for you. We love who you are in the kingdom. We love where we're going together in the kingdom. <laughs> Victoria, I want you to come. I'm going to pray over the offering in a moment. I want to give just a few announcements. One announcement specifically before Victoria gives a few things tonight. Our uh, conference registration for Glory and Fire with Dutch Sheets, Pastor Kilpatrick, that's coming in August. That's going to come quickly. We're, gonna, we're just going to blink, and June's going to go, July's going to go. We're going to be right into August, and it's going to be a powerful time in God. I, listen, guys, we believe this is going to be a very, very significant rally and a gathering point a rallying point and a gathering point for our region and far beyond. We, we've got pastors and ministers coming from uh, out of Georgia, yeah, Ohio, Indiana, Pennsylvania. It, it's just amazing. We've got, we've got ministers bringing their RVs down. They're going to park in the back of the church and just stay on the campus for three days. It's, it's going to be powerful. Guys, we are expecting great things, great things for every one of our lives. I want to encourage you, register tonight. Uh, do we have one of our flyers tonight, too? Um, uh, there's, yeah, there's, the flyers are at the book table for our glory and fire. Can I have that, Shane, please? I want you to take as many of these as you wish, okay? As many of these as you wish. But here's what I want to share with you tonight. Don't just let these sit in your car or in your kitchen. Take these and invite people that are hungry. Amen. There are hungry people all over this region. You want to invite them to, to something quality where they're going to be under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. They're going to be under a powerful word. It is going to be dynamic. So I want to encourage you to get as many of these as you want tonight. They're back there where, where Tony's at, um, at our book table. You can get them all in the lobby this evening. Make sure you register, okay? Everybody needs to register. I'm registering. Hallelujah. 
So make sure you register. You can do that tonight. Go to victoryfla.com. I wasn't kidding. I'm registering. I'm giving an offering, and I'm, I'm registering. <laughs> I mean it. And so, um, Victoria, I know you have a few announcements, and I'm going to pray over the offering. Love you, sweetheart. I love you. You're so great. Hey. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, quick thing, though, with the flyer on the back, you'll see a little QR code. It's also on the screen over there. If you grab out your phone and you take a photo of it, there's a link that's going to pop up, and you can actually register by looking at the QR code. So we've made it easy for more of the techie people. I know not everybody in the room is techie, and there's grace for you guys. But <laughs> there's grace. There's grace. <laughs> So for the techie ones, that's for you. <laughs> and the ones who aren't techie, you can call me. Okay, so <laughs> quick thing. <laughs> so tomorrow we do have our women's and men's meetings that we're super excited about. So ladies, tomorrow we're going to be meeting at Conservatory Park, 11 a.m. My mom and I will be hosting that. We encourage you, bring your daughters if you can. Bring your mothers. It's just going to be a fun time. We weren't able to really celebrate Mother's Day. So this is kind of going to be like a post-Mother's Day event. But if you don't have family in town, Please come, bring a friend. We're super excited. Again, ladies, 11 a.m., you'll see that the um, address is on the website and the app. And then for men, you guys are meeting 5 p.m. tomorrow at Rick Bruner's house. Um, you can go on. Yes, there he is. Thank you for the wave. Yeah, so you can go on the website. There's the phone number there. You can call or text to get the address to that. Is that good? Okay, and then last but not least, Dad mentioned um, the Glory and Fire Conference, but June 10th, which is super soon, about two weeks, we have our uh, Victory Outreach coming up, which we're super excited. Come on up, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Take it away. Okay, so what we're going to do, what we plan on doing, we have a three-hour uh, permit to be on the street, and we're going to have open-air worship, open-air intercession, and open-air preaching and we're also going to give an altar call at the end of each time that we preach. So this, we, we feel this is very significant. This is going to be a very significant night. So what we're asking you guys to help us do is obviously, first off, pray, right? And then show up and help us with this as well. Like everybody's invited to show up to worship and to pray. Amen. Be, before you go, and listen, mark your calendar for that. That's June 10th. That's a Friday night. It's from 7 to 10. It's at Five Points right downtown, Five Points Park. You do not want to miss it. We want to invite every one of you to be there to be interceding as Shane is preaching, as I'm preaching. We're going to have intercessors releasing. The worship team is going to be releasing worship over the city. It's going to be a very, very significant gathering. Join us. Now, um, I want to do something specific, and I felt it during worship, Shane. You, didn't, you don't know what I'm about to do. He's like, oh, what's PB going to do? Where are you preaching tomorrow morning? Clewiston. Uh, Clewiston is probably about 100 miles south, like southeast. And it's a section, it's a section that we used to belong to with the AG, uh, the Assembly of, Assembly of God Church. So we're going to go there and release heaven. Come here, Janique. I want, I want you to join your hubby, Clewiston. Am I saying that right? I want you to do this. I want everybody to stretch your hands towards Shane and Janique. Victoria, just come over. Oh, there you are. Yeah, lay your hand on her, and I'm going to lay my hand on Shane. Just stretch your hands towards them. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you that they are sent ones. 
They are sent. They are sent in this house as ambassadors of the kingdom of God, ambassadors of fire, ambassadors of fire. Lord, we speak over Cluiston. Lord, help me to say that right. Cluiston. Father, in the name of Jesus, that that city will receive an impartation of your heart. The anointing and the authority of the word of God will roll and barrel out of Shane and Janique's spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that heaven will be released and we speak an open heaven over that city and over that community. And Lord, we thank you. The anointing destroys every yoke of bondage in Jesus' name. We speak freedom, liberty to the captive, and deliverance in Jesus' name. We pray that miracles will break out, hope will break out, and faith will be set on fire in Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you. There will be no distraction. This couple will move in the anointing. They will move in the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. There will be such freedom and such joy. Come on, just bless them right now. Just speak a blessing over them. Speak a blessing over them right now. You are sent out of this house with a blessing. Let the fire of the Lord go with you. The fire of the Lord be in your hands. The fire of the Lord be in your eyes. The fire of the Lord be in your belly and in your touch and everything in Jesus' name. I speak great rest tonight, deep sleep, deep sound sleep, and when you awaken, the Lord will be thundering in you. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just shout an amen over them tonight. Hallelujah. That's the way it's supposed to be, amen? That's the way it's supposed to be. Hallelujah. Yep, everybody's holding offering envelopes like, hey, Brian. Don't forget, you ready to give? Let's do it. Father, we thank you again for this wonderful night. We thank you for the opportunity to give, to advance your kingdom. I thank you, Lord, you are prospering victory, a church of your presence. You are prospering us. I thank you that there's no lack in the house. I thank you that there's abundance in the house. I thank you that every need is met. And, Lord, every need that is soon coming in the future will be met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I bless you, church. I speak the Lord's prosperity over your family. In the name of the Lord, amen. Amen. Ushers, go right ahead. Cody, would you come? And, um, and, and George, would you just help me get this out of the way? And we're going to open our altar. All right. I'd like our altar team to go ahead and prepare themselves. I don't know what's happening, but joy is good. I'm attracted to joy. <laughs> I want our altar team to prepare themselves right now, and I'd like you to come. I'd like you to join me tonight. If you need prayer for any reason this evening, we want to pray with you. We want to agree with you. The Lord is here. He's always here, ladies and gentlemen. Aren't you glad he's always here? He's here, and he's here to minister to you. Whatever you might need prayer for tonight, don't miss this opportunity. You don't, you don't just have to come to me or Bryn for prayer. You all know that. Everyone's anointed in this house. Amen? Everyone's anointed in this house. So tonight, receive prayer. Amen? Receive the prayer of faith. And Father, again, we just thank you for this night. 
we sanctify the altars. We consecrate the altars in these moments, Lord. May they be sacred. May they be filled with healing. May they be filled, Lord, with miracles. May they be filled with refreshing now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I bless your church. I bless your people. I love your bride, Lord. I love your people. I love your bride. Bless them and fill them with joy in this memorial weekend. And Lord, may we spend time even the rest of this night and tomorrow and Monday interceding for our beloved America and blessing our nation. And it's in your name I pray all these things, Father. I love you, Jesus. Amen. And amen. Good night, everybody. We love you.